Welcome to the Grace Place Weekly Podcast. No matter your size, age, shade, or background, here you'll receive compelling lessons suited to help guide your walk with Christ and your relationships with others. Please join us now for this week's podcast, recorded live from Grace Place in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm glad, I'm so glad that you're here today. We have, we have some guests with us this morning. Would you make our guests welcome? We're glad you're here, guys. This is good. Woo! Um, I'd like to read a verse to you and continue in this uh, same uh, frame of mind that we are in now. The uh, praise team will get a break and join us. Um, how many of you appreciated Nate's idea that Grace Place, our church, is blessed by God to have been delivered. We were delivered from from religion. You can, you actually can connect with the Almighty God and be transformed while you're in the building with us. Not that the place. Now I'm going to get back to that in a minute, but God has chosen places. He chose them. Before I go too far, let me remind you that Jesus said, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. So he has taken it out of your hands. And regardless of what you've heard, and just see if this doesn't ring true in your spirit, regardless of all the different ideas from different denominations and religion, the truth is God didn't leave any of that up to men. He did it himself and saved us. He's the Savior. Your religion can't save you. The denomination you are in, this church doesn't save you. Jesus is the Savior. He's the Savior. He's not selling salvation tickets. So don't wonder if you give more money, you'll get a better ticket. Help me, somebody. He's not trying to save you. It's not an effort that he's got several years to work on you and maybe you'll get saved. No, he's the Savior. He's not trying to save you. He is the Savior. This makes, I, I like the blank nervousness on some of your faces. Listen, God doesn't try to do anything. Help me. I'm changing the, we are changing the culture of all of Christianity in this place. God's not trying. God doesn't try. God does. And when it says he shall save his people from their sins, I think he pulled that off. When he said, Father, forgive them, I think that happened. (laughs) Jesus, a person, is the center of the universe. It is not a principle-centered universe. It's a person-centered universe. People try to get saved by keeping principles. You can't get saved by what you do. You can't get right with God by what you do. You don't get eternal life by what you do. It's a gift from Him. It's a Him. He's the Savior. He is life. This will wipe out all of your fear and frustration. Listen, this morning, early this morning, I was interrupted. 
I was in the prayer chair and I was putting my stuff together and I got a phone call from an associate pastor states away from here who I, it's been a while since I've seen him. He knows what I believe about the grace of God. How many of you think, how many of you that are members of this assembly, you think that I believe in Jesus? I'm a Jesus freak. I'll stand right here with Jesus and look all of the denominations of the world in the eye and say, you're wrong. You're telling people about your rules and stuff and it hasn't saved anybody. you got to point everybody to Jesus. Every person needs their personal atonement. This guy called me. He said, can I talk to you a minute? I know he knows I'm getting ready for church. I said, sure. He said, Mickey, I know you believe in grace. I'm struggling today. And I'm, I, my heart sunk. I thought, oh, God, because I get calls t- by times because I believe in Jesus and because I believe in grace, I have preachers that call who are in desperate moral trouble. And my heart sank immediately. I went, oh, okay. He said, I've been struggling for two days with my past, Ross. He said, I've been struggling with my thoughts, thinking I, I'm not right. My thoughts aren't right. He actually mentioned lust. And he said, I'm, I'm just struggling. I preached to him what I'm about to share with you. And in about three minutes, he went, oh, my God, thank you. I knew I needed to call you. I'm telling you, if you woke me up in the middle of the night and bumped me and said, you believe in Jesus? I'd say, yeah. If you poke me with a pin and stuff run out, It'd be Jesus stuff that would run out. That's what would come out of me. So look with me at Genesis chapter 22, verse 13. I'm going to condense this idea this morning and not read a lot of verses like I've been doing lately in the Sunday morning service and for the podcast. Um, I just I want to read this verse to you, quickly remember and relate the story. And then come back to this most amazing phrase. This is Genesis twenty-two thirteen. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. How many of you think that's a great verse? Do any of you understand? If you do, please say amen. Do any of you understand that this is pointing to Jesus, our substitute? A little louder. If you, I need a little, I need a boisterous amen. Do you understand that this is a prophetic story pointing to Jesus, who would be our substitute, and instead of us dying, the ram would die? Does that make sense? Everything in these Old Testament stories points to Jesus. Adam and Eve's coat pointed to Jesus. God made them coats. What a marvelous part of the story. We talk about failure. We talk about sin. We talk about all of our mess. But the truth of the matter is that story is about God gave them coats and covered them up. It's not about a flood in chapter 6 and 7 and 8 of, of Genesis. It's not about a flood. Oh, the flood. No, it's about a boat 
God is the boat that floats above the flood. Somebody shout amen. And this story, it's not about Abraham and Isaac. It's about a ram. It's always going to be about him. I know that blows your mind. I know when they told me when I was first starting to preach, you know, you can find all the answers in the Bible. I thought, that's not true. I will tell you, you can find every answer in Jesus. Jesus is, is the, if this was a telescope, Jesus is in the center of the scope. He's the ram. Get this. God told Abraham, that's the guy, he's the He's the portal. He said, Abraham, if you'll follow me and obey me, through you all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Somebody say portal. I'm going to keep this on your mind. We're not going to talk about it today, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Think with me, Nate. I, couldn't wait to, I can't wait to get with Nate and, and go through this stuff. Portal. Through you, every nation and the earth will be blessed. You, you're the portal. Then he said, through your descendants, if you need to read the very next portion of this very story, he said, through your descendants, the nations of the world will be blessed, which is you. You are going to be portals. So we say, the first verse we read a little while ago, sometime later, God tested Abraham. Some time passed, a time, there's a time. Abraham and he said in the third verse, go to Moriah. Go to this mountain that I show you, and there sacrifice your son. We're reading verse 13. Abraham is obeying. When God stops him, and Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. Period. First sentence, chapter 22, verse 13. More significant than you can imagine. The fact that, Nate, the ram. Who's the ram? Everybody shout Jesus. Everybody shout Jesus. The ram is caught in a fixed place in a fixed time. He is forever. He is eternally the substitute. He's caught. That's the plan. Bob, this is so great. He's caught. The ram is caught in a place and time. Forever he's caught. This is the one. He is the one. There is no other. There isn't another plan. There isn't another time. Today is the day of salvation. Today, in this place, he is caught here. You got the right time. Sometime later, you got the right man, Abraham. You got the right mountain. Because if you read the next verse, Abraham says, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. There is a place. 
Listen, I don't mean geographical. I mean in your mind, in your spirit. There's a place where you can go in the middle of need, in the middle of illness, that you are in a place where the Lord God will provide. Do you hear me? You can go through the portal and say, I'm here right now, and God will provide. And what I preached last Sunday and what I'm trying to preach to you and get you to understand is he has provided bread, and it says, the second sentence of Genesis twenty-two thirteen. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. There can be no sentence, not that I've read in all my 64 years, that expresses any better what I think I am doing as your pastor. I'm taking the ram. I'm taking the ram. We can kill our kids. We can send them to Sunday school. We can teach them all the madness that's being taught until they're depressed and nervous and concerned and fearful about the coming of the Lord and the Antichrist and all that. Or we can say, take Jesus. He will provide for you. He heals. He saves. He's the one. It's not your righteousness. It's not your attendance. It's not your giving. Somebody help me. It's not your giving. It's not your attendance. It's not the denomination you belong to. Take the ram. You take Jesus and you got it, baby. I'm trying to tell you that against all of your culture, against everything you've ever learned, when you look and see there's a ram, take the ram. For God's sake, he provided salvation. He is the, he is the provision. Hold it. Don't kill Isaac. Stop it. Don't judge yourself, Ross. Don't judge yourself. I should call every man's name in this house. Don't put yourself down. Don't continue in your religious madness. Don't continue in the law. God didn't intend for Abraham to kill Isaac. How many of you know that's the truth? It's a test. He said he tested him. This is not the point. The point is, can you get over the test? Can you pass the test? When you pass the test, you guys, it's not when you shout for me or sing with Nate or come to this church. It's when you go home and your spirit's free. And you lay in bed at night and you don't have the worries you used to have. And you don't wake up in the morning fighting that old thing that you used to fight. And when you get yourself in trouble, you realize, I don't need another church fix. I need to take the ram. I need the ram today. I need the blood of Jesus this day. Oh, <laughs> it's like a marriage. You've got to take him every day. Take the ram. Don't go back and read over your catechism. Don't go back and reconsider the rules that you know should have been followed. Don't try to be righteous on your own. Stop it. Abraham! Yes, Lord, don't do it. Don't do it, boy. Stop. Don't lay a hand on him. What? You told me kill him. 
I didn't mean for you to kill him. I meant to know where your heart is. He's not about death. He's about a ram. He's about a substitute. Do you hear me? You guys want me, as your pastor, you want me to give my whole heart to the truth and to Jesus. When I come here, I'm not fooling around. That's what you want, right? You want me to preach with all of my soul, and you want me to bring the truth to you. You know what I want from you? I want you to take it. I want you to believe it. I'm not preaching Pentecostalism. I'm not preaching end time prophecies. I'm preaching to you about Jesus. And I'm telling you, you're forgiven. You're whole. Everything you ever needed is in him. In him, we live and move and have our being. He is everything. He'll save your children. He'll take the fear of your children's future out of you. He's the provision. He'll provide. He'll take care of the next generation. He's caught. He's caught. He can't ever go bad. He can't ever turn around and be frustrated and mean. He's caught as the ram. Oh, that went over. Think about that. And Abraham saw the ram. And he took the ram. Now that you know the story, just if it, even if it's just that much, even if you don't get the deep revelation of who Jesus is and all of that, how many of you think it's just really important in the story that Abraham took the ram? I mean, that's pretty big, isn't it? I mean, kind of the whole point. Then I say to you, it is also your story that you take the ram. All right, I'm going to finish, I think. When Abraham and Isaac and the servants arrived at the mountain, maybe you guys could, um, could help me. Um, verse 4, 22 verse 4, on the third day, this will be my last point, if you can speak. Are you with me all right? You all right? Or did you eat so much you're just in the sugar blues? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell today. Because I'm more excited than you. I'm preaching myself happy is what I'm doing. The third day, Abraham looked up, Nate, you got to watch this, and he saw the place in the distance. Did I tell you that place is, there's a portal. There's a place. Everybody say person. Everybody say place. Everybody say time. How many of you understand that I'm telling you that the person is more important than the place or the time? Because you can go anywhere and God's with you. You don't have to bring people to this church. But if we say God's going to move here on the January the 5th, on, on, on Sunday night, next Sunday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to pray for people. Because God has put it on our hearts that that's a time. This is a place. And you are the people. God's going to open the windows of heaven and people are going to be miraculously healed. People are going to be delivered next Sunday night. I don't know why. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to do what he said. He said, go there and I'll show you something. 
right? But look at this. They looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to the servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and we will come back to you. Are you with me, Nate? Stay here Turn myself off. Bob, you've talked to this church and to me about first belief. That's a part of the deal, of the wrestling match that you have and we all have with our religion. The stuff we were told first, we believe it, and it's hard to be converted to new truth because of first belief. Watch me. He said, stay here with the donkey. Steve, you've got some Catholic background and some religious ideas, Lisa. You can stay here with the vehicle, Bob. The donkey that got you here. You can stay here too and fight and struggle with yourself. But I'm going over there. This is huge, Craig. It's been your battle in your mind. It's stuck here. And Abraham said, you stay here. Servants, with the donkey that got you here. But the boy and I are going over there. It's either here, Sonny, or there, brother. Why are you going over there? Because over there, verse 13 and 14, he saw a ram there. I know this is ethereal. I know it's spiritual. I hope you're getting it. It's so big in my guts, I tell you, I feel like I'm birthing. You can stay here with the vehicle that got you here. I'm not cussing my past. I'm not hating Pentecostals. I'm not hating those people. But I can't stay here if the ram is over there. Getting to this place isn't the point. Being on time is not the point. The ram. Jesus is the point. How did we miss that? How did we dance and shout about our arrival at some religious truth? It's great, but that's not the point. Just to get here. Please help me. It's not the point to walk three days and have your servants and everybody around. It, the point is not just to get here. The point is to get there where the ram is, where your faith is in Jesus, not in religion, not in self-righteousness, not in your disciplines. you got to get from here to there. you got to get over here, Catherine. you got to let it go, girl. you got to come over here and say, he provides everything for me. You getting it? I'm not talking about moving 
sitting in a different place in church or coming to 1545 Dieter Street. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about joining in Grace Place. God knows you should. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you can get this far and not go there. If you don't get him and you're worried and you're still fretting over money and you're still thinking about your health and you're still trying to figure out whether Trump's going to be president and I'm going, who cares? My God, I don't care. Get me over there. Get me over there. Where the ram is, where the substitute given by God is, where the gift Not your labor, not your works, where the gift of God is. Where the prophetic Jesus is. You can come here and never go there. Good, Karen, I love that. I love it when somebody gets me. But do you get it, Karen? All your life. All my life, we were trying just to get here. If we can just get in the door, if we can just get in by the skin of our teeth, if I could just make it to heaven, if I can just get here. That's not the point. The point is to have the ram, to have Jesus. To believe it. To believe that you are and will be and are pre-forgiven. That's a freaky thought. Watch this. It's a great step to get wood and fire and take your boy. You're going to kill him. That's faith, you guys. But the end result is not to kill Isaac. God doesn't want your money. God doesn't need your time. You need the ram. You're on this journey because he's trying to get you to him. God have mercy. Help me, Jesus. He doesn't want Isaac to die. He doesn't want your stuff. He doesn't care about your stuff. He's going to be here when your stuff turns to dust. Oh, good. I don't have to give anymore. Okay, dummy, stay over there if you'd like. Go ahead. Stay back in there. Stay right there. Or you can come on over here where the ram is. Listen. And make a sacrifice. But now it's the ram. Now, it's you and the ram, not you and your stuff. Boy, is the Holy Ghost working on this house today. And Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it. Instead of his son. Oh Lord Jesus. As this word continues to grow in the heart of our church. I pray that like you. Time will not matter. Circumstances will not stop us but that you're going to present Jesus Christ and we're going to take him. 
I, I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I receive him today. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. To learn more about Grace Place, please visit our website at graceplacemn.org. Thanks for listening. May God bless you this week.